Blog Talk Radio. Hi, you're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Patterson. Welcome to your health show. I just want to thank you for being with me. We are in the month of February, and it's almost middle of the month, which is February the 17th of 2019. I just want to say I pray everything's going well for you guys and everything's happy. It's kind of cool here in Atlanta, Georgia, but we're grateful uh, how the weather is and that if we are alive and well. So I just want to thank you guys for listening to the D-Hour Network. The first hour of the show, um, I don't have a guest this week. Um, hopefully, I'll have one on next week if I can get her. I really want this um, lady by the name of Rebecca to come on to talk about cellular memory and some other things about intravenous um, vitamin C intravenously and how it can help our body. So i got some great guests I want to line up, so um, hopefully we'll be able to do that. For the past week, I've been traveling back and forth. I was down in um, Baton Rouge, Louisiana at Southern University visiting with my Aunt Victoria. I come from a family on my mom's side um, from Port Allen, Louisiana. My grandmother, uh, Stella Gibson, was no more than maybe four, nine, five feet if she was that tall. A uh, very little lady, and she had 18 children, and out of the 18, 15 of them lived. And now we're down to five of my mom's siblings that are left. And we went to celebrate my Aunt Victoria's 90th birthday party. I uh, had a birthday party celebrating her life. And it was beautiful how they did it. It was just gorgeous. So, um, Actually, when I got there and my aunts were sitting up at the table and they had Aunt Victoria as a queen with a crown on her head, and I go to take the picture of them, and I broke down crying because my mom passed away uh, April of 2013. And I realized when I put that camera up to snap the picture, my mom's not there. It was very emotional for me. But it was a celebration, so, you know, life is so short. So if you have your mom still living, please take time to enjoy her and listen 
because sometimes our parents have some wisdom and we allow that wisdom to go to the grave. But we want to be able to and celebrate our parents because we only got one. You know, God has given us moms and dads, and life is too short. So we had a good time down in uh, Bad News, Louisiana. Ashley was on Southern University campus. They rented a hall there on the campus. Uh, most of my family on my mom's side and myself. That was a very nice celebration. And then um, I was down in Miami, Florida for the small uh, business conference. And that was really interesting. Um, but with my business yesterday's kitchen for today um, is a spinoff for the blog talk radio because I really want to be able to bring what yesterday's kitchen had for today have to bring to the next generation. And that's teaching the skills of cooking, canning, fermenting, that healthy food, uh, how food is so important to us. And so um, restructuring the business after attending that um, workshop has given me some ideas on what direction to grow the business. And I'm encouraging you guys, if you guys want to be a part of a small business that's growing, uh, yesterday's kitchen for the day because people are waking up. They want to know how to eat. They want to know how to eat healthy. And that's what we're going to be able to share with the next generation on how to eat food, how to help um, grow their own food and be self-sufficient. So and that that is so important to me. I truly believe we're seeing what's happening in Venezuela and other parts of the country. Mexico, people are hungry. And even here in the United States, you've got people who are working and we have a big growing population of homelessness, you know, even in California and various states, even here in Georgia, you got a lot of people who are working poor trying to pay those bills and maintain food on the table. So this is what yesterday's kitchen for today is about, is to educate us on how to grow our own food, be self-sufficient, how to use food for medicine. And I've connected with so many people over the years. I've been on this journey for 12 years with Yesterday's Kitchen for Today. In the beginning, no one was interested. No one was hearing me, especially with this genetically modified food, educating us about what this food is doing to our mind, body, and soul. People weren't too much interested in that. So but now, as you see in the grocery stores, everything, um, a lot of big shifts is to organic the natural foods, and we want to be able to encourage you to support your local farmers, grow your own food, and I think it's very, very important. I want to share something with you. I have a Facebook page, so you can always look me up on my Facebook page. Please do because I have posted so many great information on that Facebook page about uh, natural food, how to grow foods, your seeds, um, medical conditions, about vaccinations, anything pretty much pertaining to our health, being self-sustainable, growing your own food, and some wisdom. It's there. I have great information sharing other people's stories and journey on how they use food and different things to be healthy. And I want us to have that knowledge because we have a growing, growing population of young people who are much sicker at an early age than their grandparents or their great-grandparents many, many years ago. And we have ADHD, bipolar, depression. A lot of people are so depressed, and it could be contribute to your diet. And so we look at that, and, you know, we had Tony Steffens and other people on with great information. And you can always go back to my blog talk 
previous blog talk and look at some of my guests that I have coming to the table, sharing their stories, sharing how powerful food can be for healing our body. And that's what we're going to talk about. But before we get on the topic of subject I wanted to share with you today is uh, bad eating habits and how that affects our mood, our attitude. And then we're going to kind of break down some structures on some suggestions that people have used and said that is very helpful in setting up eating patterns or patterns. Uh, I'm not saying pattern. Pattern. <laughs> I can't even talk. The patterns, how we eat, you know, how we eat. We skip breakfast or we first thing we do is drink is coffee. So we're going to touch on some of those. But before we get to that topic on bad eating habits, I was on my Facebook page and I was listening. I am I'm, um, I always, it's a black uh, homestead alliance group that's out there. They have some great information of people who are African-American that are into homesteading, uh, being preparedness, learning how to put food away. And that's what I teach with each of my classes, with yesterday's Kitchen for Today, each class that I host on grain, canning, fermenting, dairy. We have a preparedness class showing us how to store food, save our seeds, and be self-sufficient. Many years ago, I had a daycare, and I'd taken the little boys because State Representative, State Representative Roger Booth here in um, Georgia, every year in State uh, Sweetwater State Park has an event where it's a fishing rodeo. He has, um, they filled the lake with catfish and all kinds of different fish in Sweetwater State Park, which is in Douglas County. And every year he has this fishing rodeo and he have these uh, fishermen that come out and help teach the next generation how to fish. I used to fish back in Wisconsin and I had my own fishing rod and stuff. Actually, I gave it to a gentleman when I was having trouble getting people to help me move, the people I had thought was coming to help me move didn't show up one time. And this gentleman helped me, and he loved to fish. And he was admiring my fishing rod and my tackle box, so I just went ahead and gave him that. I said, you know what? Because you're helping me do this, it's yours. And I purchased some more fishing rods and things, and I bought one for my grandson, but I haven't had an opportunity to take him out. And I've taken the children to this fishing rodeo to teach them how to fish because I, this is a long lost art of us being self-sufficient, being independent, and knowing how to take care of yourself. I've taken the children. <laughs> they were afraid of the worm. They didn't like the, the fishing rod. And actually, excuse me, one of them ended up falling into the water. Um I wanted to take them back, but the mamas were so scared, they didn't want them to go back. And I needed some daddies to say, no, brush yourself off, get back out there. And sometimes we women, we we, we making these boys weak instead of strong. And not all mothers, some mothers got that strength to say, okay, you're a man, get up and do this. I'm teaching you to be a man. And that wasn't the case with the ladies that I was with. They were freaking out over the worms as well as having the boys freak out over the worms. But I was on, and it was on the Black Alliance um, Homesteaders group. 
had this gentleman on there. His name is Brother Ben X. And I want you to hear what he is saying. Um, it's a little political, but I truly support a lot of things he's saying about being independent, growing your own food, and teaching the next generation on how that is done. So, the part where he said we don't know how to grow our own food hunt or fish my dad was a hunter he used to hunt for squirrels and rabbits ask me do I eat squirrels and rabbits no 
but I do know how to fish. And our ancestors knew those skills. And it's, it's a shame we're not passing those skills to the next generation. That is what yesterday's Kitchen for Today is about, to bring back those skills and those knowledge. Because a lot of our kids think food comes from a box, not from a farm. They don't even know what a farm is about. And we fail. I think our my generation, my parents' generation, I'm a baby boomer. I'm in my mid-60s. So, you know, we fail to pass this knowledge down to the next generation to teach them how to be self-sufficient and grow your own food and how to have food as your medicine. We want to own all the houses and the car, but owning the land brought value. I'm watching um, Finding Your Roots and looking at um, how African Americans coming out of slavery saved up money to own land that's been passed down from generation to generation. That is so important for us to do is to go back and own the land and pass that land down from generation to generation. So with yesterday's kitchen for today, being able to bring young people in and train them and host parties to educate them on how to use food for medicine, how to store grain. And like I had a home party um, a couple weeks ago, and I had used spelt grain. And that spelt grain was reintroduced to society through King Tuck. When they excavated his tomb, we got that grain back. So food is such a vital part of our civilization and who we are and how we eat. And food has also been used during wartime to cut off the food uh, supply or the water supply coming into communities or in certain countries, starving people to death. You read about that in the Bible. So we want to be able to be self-sufficient, educate each other about how food is prepared. And that guy's brother acts out of uh, Texas, and he's speaking the truth. Our kids don't know how to fish. You know, the first thing we want to do is put a basketball in their hand or football. There's nothing wrong with that. But also we need to be able to teach them how to hunt. I am from Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I worked for a company for almost 20-some years, and my coworkers, um, wasn't that many African-Americans there. I maybe think it was three of us there at the whole place. Doing Thanksgiving, the weekend of Thanksgiving, or weekend before Thanksgiving, that week before Thanksgiving, many people were taking their vacations, and schools were being closed in the upper northern part of Wisconsin. They're closing these schools for these young men to go hunting. For deer, venison. I've had some, and it tastes pretty good, you know, depending on who fixes it. And showing people how to take care of the meat. These young boys knew how to shoot their guns. They went out hunting with their fathers and their relatives. It became a, a ritual or a tradition, a family tradition for them to do this. My dad used to go out with his cousins and his brothers and them, and I can remember as a little kid watching listening to them laugh and lie and joke with each other and cleaning their guns and getting ready to go hunting. We, Our kids are killing each other. And they need to be killing for the meat. And I remember, too, being at Canaan Baptist Church. I grew up at that church on the 11th and Chambers in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Pastor Beecham was our pastor for years. 
And one summer, there was some gentleman, some politician coming into the community asking to buy back the guns. And I'm like, no, we don't need to buy back the guns. We need to teach these young people how to shoot the guns, teach them on gun safety, teach them how to go up north and go different places to hunting, fishing. We want to be able to bring that back to our young people. And I truly believe they will respect the gun and respect what's behind that gun, that they won't be using it recklessly when they see the damage that that gun can do when they shoot an animal or something like that. I know they will have some compassion because we as kids, we never thought about touching my father's rifle. And, you know, he was proud of that rifle because he had it gold-plated and he had it put up. My girlfriend's father, um, he too was a hunter. He had them dogs, them uh, hunting dogs that would go with him to help him hunt. And that was the thing. Coming from the South, that's what they did. That was their recreation. That was their way of eating is to put food on the table, fishing and hunting. And I truly believe with the economy, we don't know what's going to happen. And that's what I keep saying. We need to be prepared. I've had preparedness on. I had many different people on sharing with us the importance of us, food for our mind, body, and soul, how to store food long-term as well as short-term, and how to cook food to be healthy. And that is so important. This is what For Your Health show is about, is to educate the next generation because, as I said, I remember as a little girl, my sitting in my kitchen with my grandma, cooking. And I know many, many people share this with me. When I go out and I do workshop and I fix different food, uh, some of them go, oh, my God, this reminds me of my grandma. I remember tasting something like this when I was a kid. Or my grandma used to do this with the butter or she used to do this with making the cream. And we did. And we're not passing it down to our next generation. So I think it's important for us to do that. And that's why I'm encouraging you to be a part of yesterday's kitchen for the day. You can always reach me at 770-732-6124 or you go on my um, my website at www.yesterdays with an s kitchen the number 4 today.com. And if you have any question or you would like to share about your journey with your family, hunting, fishing, grandma preparing meals, call it 646-668-2574. That is 646-668-2574. When I lived in Morrisville, North Carolina, we went going to Bible study at this um, house. We're doing home Bible study. Got to meet this gentleman. I think I mentioned to you guys his name was Brother Worley. Brother Worley was a tall handsome gentleman, he's maybe about 6'3", big hands, tall guy. He was in his mid-80s when my daughter and I was living in um, Morrisville, North Carolina, and he needed a ride one evening, leaving Bible study because his car wasn't working. So we took him home, and we got on his little country road, taking him back to his house, and his house was set up like a, a shotgun house. And it had an outhouse outside of it. It was actually really well-kept shotgun house. It was painted, sitting on the brick. It wasn't broken down or looking dilapidated. It was very well-kept. 
And they had a little outhouse sitting off to the side. My daughter was younger then. She said to me, Mama, what's that little house? I said, outhouse. That's what people used to use years ago. And this was 1999. And Brother Worley turned to me. He says, no, baby, I still use that. I said, excuse me? I still use that outhouse. And he proceeded to tell me that he's been living in that house for over 50-some years. And he don't pay no rent or nothing. He don't own the land, but he was sharecropping on this property as a young boy, raising 13 children. His wife left him, and he ended up raising most of these these children by himself. And, you know, he gave a testimony of how his appendix broke on him, busted on him, and he was in the hospital, and it was giving him up to die. And he said this to me. He said, you know, God healed me because a bright light came into my room, and he just touched my side, and I was able to be discharged the next day. Very worldly um, Christian man, not a worldly man, but a Christian man, very strong values and principle, and he still cut the wood with his own hands. So when he got his car working, he would stop by my house on Sundays. And Sundays I cooked dinner. I would cook a big deal. And he would come by and have dinner with us sometimes. And one Sunday uh, he made a request because I had some cornbread. He looked at me. He says, "Miss Marshall, you're a fine cook, but um, I want some buttermilk. All I want is some buttermilk over my cornbread. That's what I used to feed my kids, some buttermilk and cornbread. And from that day on, I was when he come by, I always had some buttermilk and cornbread for him and warm it up for him. And that was a meal that he was able to stretch and feed his children. And I was just amazed listening to his story about the garden he had on the outside. He had his own well. He had a pot belly stove um, that he kept the house warm. And I thought about that, that conversation. There's no electric bill. He had his own garden. He had his own water. So there's no water bill. In a sense, that was a better. He wasn't a slave to the system of paying a gas bill, paying an electric bill, paying a water bill, and then not knowing that if look, if the coal goes out or the wood burns out, I have to make sure I have plenty of wood because winter is coming. I need to be prepared. The garden is full. I need to get what's out of the garden, can for men, put it away. Teaching the next generation that we have to be able to be prepared. If this tariff war goes on with the United States and other countries bringing exports and bringing things in to this country, prices are going to go up. And they're already going up in the grocery store. I don't buy packaged food, but I'm looking at the, the box of cereal. It's much smaller, but the price hasn't changed. A lot of the stuff is getting smaller, but the price hasn't changed. And this food is not settling on our children and filling them up so they're full and we're not constantly hungry or not being indulged with so much sugar that is causing them to have behavior problems, being obese, diabetes, other health issues. We want to be able to teach and train the next generation what our grandparents knew is how to eat, grow their own food, and prepare their own food. And that's my mission with yesterday's kitchen for today is to have that facility 
where we're doing canning, the equipment you need, the product you need, and connecting you to the farmers, and even the classroom to bring us in to work together. One thing I had when I had the store open was called the Bushel Club, and that is for us to support local farmers, bushel baskets, church members, next-door neighbors, sisters and brothers, buying things in bushel baskets, canning it, dehydrating it, freezing it, putting it away when it's in season. And not only that, you are supporting your local farmers, getting things in bulk, and teaching the next generation how to grow their own food. That is so essential for you. And, you know, you look at Jim Baker. He's selling um, preparedness food, ready stuff, and you see a lot of that right now. That stuff may be GMO. I have no clue. I, I just looking at that stuff when you mix with water, just it just turns me off. But we can do our own. You can do your own dehydrating, canning, freezing, setting your things up. And one of my preparedness class, we you know I did one in the West End Library several years ago. I went right over there to the dollar store, purchased some pancake mix for a dollar some dried beans, uh, non-perishable things, and we put these things in silver way properly with Maylar bags, with oxygen-absorbent package, and those things will seal away for 15 to 20-some years. And they're there in case you need food. And we want to be able to prepare families and friends on how to be prepared and have healthy food or have food. Dry powdered milk. You know, powdered milk is expensive. I never liked powdered milk. I can remember back in the days as a kid when they didn't have food stamps, but they had uh, commodity. Thank God my family, God bless my dad because he was a welder at Alice Chalmer, and um, we didn't qualify for any of those programs, but a lot of family members would share some of that potted meat. Uh, I can't stand potted meat to this day. I cannot eat that meat. But my mother-in-law would be able to cook it, I would be able to taste it. You know, in the back of my mind, I knew what it was, so I wasn't eager to eat it. But she did a good job. Some people can fix it up. Peanut butter, I wasn't able to eat peanut butter for years because the peanut butter had all the oil on top and you have to stir the peanut butter up and then, no. And the cheese, oh my goodness, the cheese, the powdered milk, oh, the powdered milk. That stuff has no nutritional value whatsoever. And I'm hearing talk, I don't know how much of it's going to be true about President Trump implementing these commodity boxes back to deliver it to families that are low income or on food stamps and only making certain produce and certain stuff available through food stamps. I don't want my family eating that food. I wouldn't even want my neighbor eating that food. So we want to show you how to grow your own food. So as we begin this year of 2019, this is just February, um, we'll bring in back the experts on growing your own food, canning, fermenting. I'll post out there many more other workshops we're going to be having, or you would like to have a workshop with your church, your organization, just give us a call because we would love to do it. We do travel. And that is 770-732-6124. You're on the D-Hour Network. We're coming right back, and we're going to talk about more about food, good food, bad food, and the habits we have. 
And our vision and our mission is to educate the next generation on being prepared, teaching them how to grow their own food, to be healthy, and how to be self-sufficient. I truly believe we've become so complacent with television, um, video games, our cell phones. The next generation is really lazy. Um, I truly believe they don't have the backbone to really to do hard, hard work or to learn how to do hard work. And I want to be able to teach the next generation and share with them what I'm learning about canning, fermenting, and being, having food to be their medicine and how to take care of themselves. We have to be in that space or have that mindset to be there. So we're going to talk a little bit about um, bad eating habits. We all have it. Guilty, 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 guilty. But one of the most important habits I've learned and I've enjoyed is eating breakfast. And I tell you, um, from the nutrition fuel of the morning, you should have breakfast. So what I've learned from my experience also when you wake up, you should drink water. Water should be so essential for you breaking that fast how the breakfast is breaking that fast and sleeping and not eating things throughout the night. Um Flushing your body out with water, and I tell you, the salt and the water, I, you hear me say that over and over and over again. It's getting the pink and red sea salt, the red sea salt, the real sea salt, um, adding that in teaspoon, a couple of teaspoons into a gallon of water and drinking half your weight in water. Water, water, water is so essential. And many of us, when we wake up in the morning, our first breakfast is coffee, soda, or alcohol. That should not be because that dehydrates you. So having a good breakfast is so, so essential in the morning. And then people say, well, what do you consider a good breakfast? And I have this conversation, you know, um, with different people to say, okay, what is your first breakfast? What are you going to eat? And many of us, we're just eating bread, which is carbs, which turns to sugar. I like oatmeal. I love oatmeal. I soak my oatmeal uh, in the morning, uh, overnight. With apple cider vinegar, um, maybe one or two apple cider vinegar to maybe a cup and a cup and a half of oats and some water. And then I cook it, and that allows the phytic acid that's on the oats to be released. And so the nutrients that is in the oatmeal helps with your digestive system. But um, many people tell us there's a certain way of eating. So, you know, you should eat an hour after waking up, you should have a meal, eat your meal one hour after waking up, have your breakfast. But, you know, I think the first thing is the water. Being able to get that water into your system is so important. And if you want your coffee, maybe your coffee should follow the water, um, not the water, the coffee, and then the water. I mean, because it dehydrates you. So you want to make sure you're getting your body flushed out and cleaned out with the water. So I think that's so important, how how to eat. You know, um, many people um, eat large portions of food, and I never like the feeling of eating till I'm full. I just never like feeling that I eat till I'm satisfied. And once I'm satisfied, I can stop. Or sometimes it's you got a taste for something, and once you get that taste, you're good. My girlfriend called me a functional eater um, because I don't have to eat the whole thing. I get a taste of something, and I'm good. 
So I think, you know, different people have different way of eating, but let me share with you some of the best way of I've learned I'm learning that they say you're supposed to eat. And this is I'm gonna give you I think I'm see here. It says for breakfast apples contain pectin, which lowers the blood sugar and cholesterol level. Eating fruit in the morning, I was talking to my daughter earlier and they went to Honduras uh, to see Dr. Sabi's uh, clinic and they were there and part of Dr. Sabi's teaching and for eating is fruit. Your breakfast should be fruit. Um, many, t- tell you, many people tell you you shouldn't eat fruit with your food. Your food should be eaten separately. Your, food, your fruit shall be eaten separate from your main meal and maybe an hour or two before you consume your main meal. And breakfast really should be filled with fruits and vegetables. And that's very, very healthy for you. So that is one thing. And then, you know, we think back in during the farming time, breakfast was the biggest meal because people had the bacon, the eggs, they had all the healthy food, I mean, the healthy eggs and chickens because they grew their own food. They milled their own grain right there on the farm or they grew their stuff and they ate the big breakfast, went out worked in the fields, then lunch was their biggest meal, like the dinner. Lunch was their biggest meal. In other parts of the country, it's still like that. Lunch is the biggest meal. Then dinner time was their small meal, like the snacks and stuff, because they were doing, they're coming in. They weren't cooking heavy meals. But when the Industrial Revolution came around, that changed. And it's really funny because Breakfast is my biggest meal, and lunch is my biggest meal. When I was working, the company I worked for, they had a chef there at the company, and she would always fix these big meals like dinner, and that's when I ate my biggest meal. And then when I went home, I didn't eat that much. And I didn't realize that was a good pattern for me and my health and my my body weight. So that worked out for me. Um, A lot of people like to not eat breakfast, they don't eat much for lunch, then they go home and they gorge um, big meals and they're laying down and they go to sleep. And you should not go to sleep with a heavy meal on your stomach for maybe a couple of hours. You've got to allow your system to rest. So another thing, dinner, um, doing certain food at certain times is not good for your digestive system because it's not allowing those juices to eliminate and clean your digestive system up. So that is so important, and that's the reason why I'm with, um, with Dr. Sabi, it's only two meals, and I think that was their breakfast, which was fruit, and then they had a lunch, which was their meal, and after that, they didn't even eat. I think they had a lot of minerals and um, vitamins and nutrients. But um, I'm going to see if I can get someone to share her testimony about diet with Dr. Sabi and how that works them. We're going to take another break because I'm seeing someone tell me my I'm sounding muffled, so I'm going to see if I can make that correction with the audio here. All right, you're on the D-Hour Network. I'm your host, Marcia Fattison, and we'll be right back.
right, you're back on the D-Hour Network. I'm your host, Marsha Patterson, and today is the, uh, what is today's day? Okay, this is the 17th of February, and it is 8.47 p.m. here in Atlanta, Georgia. We're talking about diet and food. Um, I'm going to have my daughter come on. Her name is Martina, and Martina and my granddaughter had the opportunity to go visit um, Dr. Sabies in Honduras. Martina, hi, babe. How you doing? Hey, Mama. Can you hear me? Hi, hi, hi. Yes, I can. Can you All hear right. me? Yes. Okay, I want you to share with our listening audience your experience. I know my granddaughter is ready to go back there again to Honduras um, because the experience for her was good about the diet, the food, and how he looks at us and how we're supposed to eat. Okay, well, we had an opportunity to go to the Yusha Village um, down in Honduras. Um, and um, basically, he believes in uh, detoxification. So, like, um, the first meal of the day was um, fruit, of course, water, and all of the different herbs that, you know, depending on what your ailment was or what your issue is, um, they told you uh, or gave you the type of uh, herb uh, that would be fitting for your for your issue for your health, and so you you took some of those um, items first thing in the morning, um, w- along with breakfast. And breakfast was fruit, so it was fruit, no no cooked cereals, no none of that, strictly fruit, and they were all alkaline fruits, no hybrid, so, so no hybrid fruits and vegetables. Only the fruits that have not been altered by man, genetically. So none of those type of fruits, um, God-given fruits. And so anyway, um, then at noon uh, is when dinner, well, your last meal was uh, served. And that was a cooked meal. But, again, it was uh, alkaline fruits and vegetables, um, alkaline vegetables, um, and the alkaline approved or Dr. Sabi approved grains like amaranth and spelt. So they, they did, um, he did approve those. Um, but outside of that, it was all vegetables. Um, not really, not a lot of starch, no starch. And um, of course, you took your herbs again, your bitter herbs and whatever else that they've given you to take for your ailment. And then after that, it was your pretty much fasting. You're just drinking like sea moss and water and you're uh, doing rounds on the on the ground at the um, pool which has the mineral water and, and the sauna where you would sweat and then you take cold showers and you go sweat, you take cold showers and you repeat that. And so you can detoxify, detoxify your body. So basically eliminate the toxins that are causing you to be sick. You lose a lot of weight very fast, um, but um, I think overall um, it's a good thing because you're eliminating the, the um, you know, the, the toxins that, that could possibly cause a disease in your body. He believes that everything can be healed, and he believes that um, everything is driven by food, that the food is the source for the illness, our lifestyle on our diet. I mean, he had talked spoke about his situation, how he was impotent, how he had diabetes, how he was overweight, 
and a help uh, uh, and a host of other items that was wrong with him. And he went to doctor after doctor and was not um, getting any didn't um, seeing any results. And then he met a Mexican guy that told him what to take, and basically it cured him or it, it worked. And he fasted for I forgot how many days and took these herbs and. He no longer had diabetes. Of course, he was no longer impotent because he had ended up having a whole bunch of children, and um, you know, just living to living uh, to an old age and was very healthy. Um, so you know, he was arrested. But I think I definitely what he's saying is is very true. Um, I, I wish I would have had the opportunity to stay a little bit longer. My cousin. Passed, so I had to leave. But um, it, it, I think most of the people that I met there, they stayed at the village for like two and three months. I mean, people were there for a long time trying to deal with whatever ailments they had, um, trying to heal them. Um, for some people, it worked, and for some people, it didn't um, work right away. And one girl, they actually sent her home um, when we were there um, because she was not getting better. And she really didn't want to – I think she wasn't getting better because she really didn't follow the, the program. So um, she was kind of resistant to uh, some of the things that they told her to do. This, the bitter herbs is, is, were very, very bitter, very unpleasant, um, hard to swallow. Um, but, you know, you just chug it down if you know it's going to make you better. If I know it's going to fix something I got, got wrong, you just chug it down. But for overall, I think it, everybody, whether you're sick or not, should take the opportunity to at least uh, do some kind of detoxification program. But I think doing it away from home is better because it allows you a little bit more discipline because you're not, you don't have candy readily available or corner store readily available or at a gas station or anything, you know, your refrigerator. Um, so there you're just kind of in a little, a little kind of like a little mud uh, house or a little, little concrete house and or a little hut, whatever you want to call it. And, um, you know, and you, you're just on the ground. So it's tons of fruit trees and, you know, different stuff like that that you can pick off of and, you know, and snack on in the evenings. But outside of that, I think uh, it, was, it was a very good experience, and I, I'm looking forward to going back um, again. So, um, as you said, it's, it's hard to do that regimen away from um, at home. So being in a group and getting the support. So did you guys get in a, a circle to support each other? Uh, was there, or is it just an individual thing? Uh, you're on your own. You're on your own. Or did you ever come collectively together and people sharing stories, journeys, and things like that? Um, a lot of people. No, not really. I mean, a lot of people were kind of. Um, to themselves, because it was, you know, just kind of a time to, I guess, really be quiet and reflect. You know, I, a lot of people didn't share what was going on with them. Um, uh, when he, when he, when when Dr. Sabi didn't make it back to the village, people kind of came together to kind of question, like, what's happening, where's he at, you know, you know, and just share some kind of some of their stories that they, or their experiences that they had with him before he left the village. Because a lot of those people, when we were there, um, had been there for two or three months so they had a chance to get sit down and talk to him um whereas my daughter and I we missed it because as soon as we got there he had just left and when and when we were getting ready to leave he was you know well actually when we were there he was in jail the whole time so um so we we didn't get a chance to fellowship with him but um 
some people, you know, were open and and sharing their experiences and others did not. Um, some people, you know, they're so sick because you're throwing up, you're eliminating waste. I know the first time I took uh, one of the herbs, uh, the first night, I didn't even give it to my daughter because I I brought everything up both ways like I actually had food poison and I didn't. It was just the stuff, it was very strong and I needed to, you know, kind of pace it. So they I followed the instructions, but for me it didn't work. I couldn't take it. I couldn't take all of it. I needed to take like, like a fourth of the bottle. And um, so I wouldn't, you know, bring anything back up. But, um, but no, some people did and some people didn't. Some people, you know, you were you're able to connect with. And I mean, I was able to connect with like one couple that actually lived in Atlanta and another guy that lived out of North Carolina. Um, so some people were very open and sharing what they were going with, going through and some people did not. Um, the guy out of North Carolina, he was just, you know, just going there to just keep his immune system up. He was just, you know, on vacation. Nothing's wrong with him. He just was going up to the kids sent him. Say, hey, dad, go, go detox. And so that's what he did. And, um, Another couple, they just go every six months just for GP. They just go to go detox, and then they eat a regular diet like all the rest of Americans. You know, they, they try to eat, you know, clean, but they cheat. And then every six months they faithfully go to Honduras and clean up, and they spend a couple weeks there, and then they come back home. So, and she said uh, her husband loses his gut every time they go. So when his gut starts getting big, at the end of the six months, they're in Honduras, and he's back again when he leaves. So. Yeah. But they, they love that way. But I think you have to have a certain mindset. Yeah, yeah, you have to have a certain mindset because people are complainers, and things when things don't taste the same, and, you know, or, you know, it's just, it's a everybody speaks Spanish. is a uh, Spanish-speaking country, so you have to really, you know, just have your mindset uh, in a different space to know that, you know, to be able to accept or appreciate the differences because um, that process is not very easy. So, yeah. you know, and every, yeah. a lot of people were whining. And I and I, I didn't sit in a group, to be honest with you, because I didn't want to hear people whining. I don't want to hear that. So, I, you know, <laughs> I um, when, they got, when they got to singing a sad song, I'm like, okay, let's go, Asha. So we, we moseyed on them, you know, back to our little space. But it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful country. Um, it looks a lot like California in terms of the mountains and the clean water, or, you know, just seeing the water or being off the ocean. Um, the big trees, I mean, it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, but, it's, you know, um, but, it's, you know um, but, you know, it's very poor, and Honduras is very dangerous in terms of crime. Um, but in the village, you're protected. They have a guard standing outside, protecting the gates, and um, so you don't really need to leave the village outside of when you're going to and from the airport. But um, so you're, you're so you're good. You you can, and it's a nice it's a nice space. It's a nice quiet space to reflect and just you know get your mind right so you can heal. But yeah, we'll, we yeah. will be going back. I just need to set a date to um, to get back here. Yeah, and you're right. It is a mindset, and you know, I know trying to make those changes, and sometimes we think we can't do it. How expensive is that to do that back then? Well, it's 
So I don't know. I don't know what the prices are. Uh, you have to call. What I did was I called the office, the, the Dr. Fabi's office in California, and they got me set up with the village in uh, in Honduras. I will say they're not. My experience was they were not the most professional. Um, you have to be a little, like I said, you have to go in and with patience because you know stuff gets you know, slips through the crack when you're dealing with, you know, uh, two different places that's so far apart. Um, so, but uh, I don't know what the rates are because I know, you know, I think they change. Sometimes they offer specials, sometimes they don't. Um, but I don't know. I think it just depends on what their peak seasons are. I do know a lot of others. I mean, a lot of people go from different countries, like the guy was there from the U.K., Another couple, I mean, so he gets everybody, all walks of life come through his village. So um, to come and experience the the mineral waters and, you know, just all of the above. So uh, it's absolutely gorgeous, beautiful, but I don't know the prices, but um, it ain't cheap. I mean, it's, you know, and um, but it's worth it. We spend money on a whole bunch of other stuff. It's definitely worth it to, to go there and just experience it. It's, it's, it's no more than just for a week. I think people should do it. You ain't going to want to be there for a week, though. You're going to want to be there longer. It's because it's that, it's, it's that beneficial. Wow. That's great. And, and the reason is her sharing this is giving us some options because a lot of times when we're sick or our family member is sick, we don't know where to turn to. We feel like we don't have no options, but there is options. And if you go back and listen to my blog talk, we hear other different testimonies and stories of other people who've taken different journeys to get back their health. And this can be a journey for you to get back your health. And it's about what we eat. Food is so important. Food is our medicine. And we don't know how to properly use it or identify what is real and what's not real. Hybrid food. Share with us a few of the hybrid foods that we had no clue were hybrid. So, uh, like I said, Dr. Savy does not eat anything, nothing on his list. You can Google it, Dr. Savy's food list. It's right on Google. Um, I mean, you can Google it and it'll pull right up. Um, he does not at all recommend any hybrid fruit vegetables. So a hybrid fruit is pineapple. Pineapple, kiwi, orange, um, grapefruit, um, uh, uh, I, I, I would have had this. I, I can't think of it. There. Oh, for a vegetable, broccoli, cauliflower, um, uh, all uh, asparagus, all of those are uh a hybrid. They're not meaning, and hybrid just means you've taken a, a carrot, you've taken up the DNA from one plant, and you've taken the DNA from another plant, and you put it together, and it grows into, you know, something else. So carrot, I think it's a, uh, a uh, it's a plant in a yam that makes the carrot. The carrot used to be really dark, but they lightened it to be yeah. orange. But the yeah. original. Yeah. But they still genetically engineered it. But, you know, before they engineered it to be orange, it was of a darker color. But it's yeah. that, that mm-hmm. darker color, the black color, was still a hybrid carrot. Um, the watermelon has been changed a lot. The original watermelon, uh, 
uh, you can Google it again. Doesn't look anything like what we're eating today. Absolutely crazy. And the only thing that really disturbs me when I was there and I was really doing my research, because I could tell you when I was, uh, I was just blown away, that the part that really discourages me when you go shopping, you know, you're looking for organic vegetables or organic fruit, is when you see something that says it's organic and then it says it's seedless. Not organic. Not organic. <laughs> GMO. Yes. There's no such thing. And I follow the guys from um, – Fat, sick, and nearly dead, uh, Joe Cross. And he has this whole argument on Instagram about, you know, the difference between, you know, the hybrid fruits and vegetables. He didn't really use the word hybrid, but, you know, whether it's organic and seedless versus organic and not seedless. And he doesn't he doesn't see the issue with it. But, I mean, it worked for him. And, and I'm not saying that there's no nutritional value in the hybrid vegetables, but um, – after reading that and after kind of knowing what man has done, I can't really eat those vegetables and, and with a peace of mind. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I've just gotten back to the point, and it's been a few years since we, that, um, that I, that, you know, that I can now kind of eat some broccoli. I can kind of nibble on some cauliflower. But before, I had stopped eating all that stuff. So I was like, you know what? But my mother follows a lot of different people who try different things for their health like crispy cancer, they believe in, like, juicing, um, period. It works for a lot of people. And so I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying you just it, – it makes you think when you really know the truth about how something was originated or where it came from or how it was produced or, you know, et cetera. So um, and you just look at things differently. And it's important for us to know it, too, because a lot of times we don't know what's been changed. So it's really important for us to know because – I didn't know about a lot of this stuff, you know, and see this watermelon, see this grape, you know, you can't even find, it's very hard to find those produce with a seed in it. Yeah. 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 They're very hard to find. But I will say, being out here in California, um, you have more options because most of the food comes from here, um, especially comes from like the northern part or, you know, between the northern part and where I'm at now. Um, coming uh, working its way down. So you have a lot of Asian markets, and because it's so culturally diverse here, you can find different fruits and vegetables um, native to like different people's countries. And and I'm finding more things with seeds in it, and um, and um, you know versus when I'm at home, if I want to find something with a seed in it. Excuse me, I have to go to the farmer's market, and that may be a hit or miss because I don't like going there, and my food is coming from Peru or my food is coming from Mexico. Like, And then they're prematurely picking our crops, so really the food that we're buying, even if it is organic, has no nutritional value because it's ripening on the truck or on the plane, on the way to, on the train, on the way to the stores and the market in the U.S. I'm, we're getting food from Peru, like really. So in Colombia and all these different places, nothing is hard to find locally grown for Georgia, and it's hard to find stuff that that's a little bit closer um, demographically, um, and I, I don't like that. So I I, I used to be a big fan of the market, but I'm really not a fan. I'm really kind of toning down on my enthusiasm with going to the market because 
I don't want to have my produce come from Peru. Um, back in the day, I used to find more items at the farmer's market, like 20 years ago. Um, I, I was able to find more items that was locally grown, like Georgia grown. Um, it, it's kind of far and few in between now with, with finding vegetables that were grown in Georgia. Just having more options for stuff that produce and stuff that was actually grown in Georgia. Or Florida. I'll even take it if it's from Florida, but there yet again, I'm pretty sure they're prematurely picking those crops because they got to get it to the store. So, um, and and we yeah, like pretty so. food. We want to pretty food. Yeah. No, we and we should pretty, not pretty, eat pretty, pretty food. You want some holes in it. If the worms don't want to eat it, if you ain't got no worm holes you in your apples it. and your pears, you should not eat it because you want something that God's creatures will want to eat. And if God creatures got yeah. sense enough to yeah. know, they ain't even in it. If they have sense enough to know this is, I can't eat, I ain't eating this, we shouldn't eat it either. <laughs> My pear was so beat up the other day, but it was the best pear. It was so sweet and juicy. And I mean, absolutely delicious. But it was, it was, it was a horrible pear. It looked awful. But I tore it up and it was great. It was the best, one of the best pears that I've had in a while. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So, and it's in in China, but uh, in Chinese and even Japan, people they pay more money for that type of fruit than they would for the ones that are looking real nice and pretty. Yeah, they pay they more know. money. I mean, they, yeah, yeah, they know, they know. Yeah. Okay, celery is another vegetable that's a hybrid, but a guy named Anthony Williams, he he well-known for the book, um, The Medical Medium, he strongly, you know, believes in juice and celery juice. And I follow him on social media, on Instagram, and a lot of the people that have followed him have had great success with healing their issues, well, whatever issues they had, um, with celery juice. So I think with anything, you know, I think that God – you know, he knew that we're, we're going to need some varieties, and that's probably why he made man smart enough to know how to do that, right? Because he, he knew it was it was going to happen. But I just think that um, if we do that, you, at least you should know um, what you're eating, and then you make your decision from there, your choice from there. Because I still and the drink, choice should I, be like I said, I just gotten back into into um, eating and drinking the um, hybrid fruits and vegetables. But you're right, the choice, you know, you need to know. So you can be educated and, and aware. And only that economically, you know, what's feasible for your income, your your income to be able to Absolutely. purchase certain fruits and vegetables. That's a big part of, you know, healing. Because the first thing I hear people tell me, I can't afford that. And I think it's so important. Absolutely. We've had so many people on this show, like um, Brenda Cobb, who has ovarian cancer and breast cancer. And she said she had no clue about juicing. All she knew was that she needed to change her diet and getting away from the, you know, junk food, you know, uh, the sugars and, you know, the meats and stuff like that. She said she had to do that. And vegetables is, is a lot too. And if doing it that way, and I do, I do celery juice, and I like it. I, I can do it. I can do the celery juice. I have no problem with it. And it's economically very cheap to buy celery juice. So juicing yeah, with celery is a absolutely. very inexpensive way to start. So, you know, doing your water and then getting the greens in your body with the oxygen and, you know, 
And I know it gets hard, you know, because every now and then you get that craving for something sweet. The more you start juicing and doing the vegetables, that craving for sweet will go away. Absolutely. Uh, since I've been traveling for work, I try to make sure that, I, you know, I watch my uh, my sugar intake. And because I'm on the plane, I'm dealing with, you know, all these different germs and stuff like that. So I go, I find the nearest Whole Foods, and you can get a celery juice for $5. That's the same price as they advertise them for a mini uh, value meal now or a mini meal at McDonald's. It's three ninety nine. So I can give me a celery juice. I saw the commercial. They have the, the smaller portion at McDonald's for three ninety, dollars And so um, I can get a celery juice at Whole Foods. For five dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just do that. I mean, you know, to make sure I'm getting the right, uh, you know, just getting the right stuff, putting the right stuff in. And then when you start juicing and and eating right and doing the water, because your your body is up seventy five percent water, you're made up of water, and making sure you're taking in your water intake. Your body going to start healing itself. Each part of your body is designed to heal itself. It has a time frame of healing. But we've got to allow things inside our body to allow it to heal. And that's your brain, your, your digestive system, your immune system. We've got to nourish that immune system because otherwise we're going to get sick if we don't take care of it. Mm-hmm. And juicing, juicing is very, very powerful. Juice is very powerful. All right, you're on the D Hour Network. We're going to take another break and we'll be right back. Thank you, Martina. Oh, you're welcome.
All right, you're on the D-Hour Network. This is Marcia Patterson. I'm your host with For Your Health. And we're talking today about bad eating habits or how to eat and proper way of eating so our body can heal. But I want to remind our listening audience, um, all this information presented here is for the purpose of information and education only. It should not be construed as offering medical advice or diagnosis or treatment of any illness, injury, condition, or prevention of any health problem. The listening audience should consult with their licensed physician or health care practitioner for proper diagnosis or treatment. We're bringing to you information and experience of what we experienced or what other people have experienced with their health, the journey they have taken. A lot of time is sharing what other people have done. And even so, we have some, a lot of this is backed up by medical studies and findings um, about what is healthy and nutrition for you. And no doctor cannot debate this, that nutrition, food is important. It's a fuel for our body. So I think it's important for us to learn how to build up our own immune system. So nature has provided us with this wonderful immune system that if we take care of it properly, the inner healing will come. If we allow our immune system to take care of itself, now we have so many autoimmune diseases because our body is attacking itself or cannot defend itself. But food is that fuel that allows our body, the right kind of food that is that fuel. You know, eating potato chips, you know, I like potato chips, but I want non-GMO potato chips that's not genetically not modified. Potatoes have been genetically modified. To take a look at what food has been genetically engineered and changed, and you can Google that and find that out. We have to take our health back into our own hands, and that's what yesterday's kitchen for today is about, putting the power of good health back into the hands of the people. And how do we do that? By educating and teaching and training each other on how the food is properly prepared, how that food is to be used for medicine. Dr. Savi is one, you know, he's dedicated his life and lost his life trying to do this for us as a people and educate us as a people. There's so many holistic tasks. Doctors have passed away mysteriously that's out here bringing this message to the masses of people because if you're being told that you have to be on dialysis, you would diligently go and sit on that machine. We can do something before getting on that machine if you're not in, take care of our body because, you know, we're reactive. We don't proactive. And we're giving you information so you can be proactive about your health and the health of yourself for yourself and your family. So building up that immune system, you know, probiotics, high in um, green vegetables and vegetables. So many people do not like vegetables. And as I shared with you on previous shows, that food has a profound effect on our kids academically, emotionally, we can get our children back. I'm seeing people get their children back from ADHD, bipolar, schizophrenic, autism with diet. And we've had many people come on the show talking about how their lives changed, their children's lives, losing weight. Our kids are so overweight now, and they have arthritis, joint problems. 
type 1, type 2 diabetes, um, depression, um, blood pressure medication at a young age. So we want our kids to be healthy. And, you know, it's getting to the point now, you don't want to have to spend money on medicine and food. Let's learn how to make our food our medicine. So starting off with that habit, those sugar cereals in the morning, we should not be feeding that to our kids and sending them to school. And as Martina talked about earlier, let's try just and some yogurt, maybe some yogurt for the kids. You know, um, I know sometimes they like to feel a little full, but let's do that. And, you know, let's try that, the fruits, the vegetables, and um, fasting. I've made it um, a time, Monday is my day of fasting, where I try not to eat nothing from sunset to sunset. Eat nothing. And to be in tune to God and to, to give my body a rest. Our Heavenly Father had to rest on the seventh day. He said it's good to rest, and he made that a Sabbath for us to rest. And I want to rest. I want my digestive system to rest because many of us are constantly feeding that digestive system. It don't even give it time to rest So for our body. And for me, you, again, Based on your medical condition, where you stand, you may just may fast from certain foods. But allowing your system to rest is very helpful. So we want to have you think about that as an option um, on eating and um, juicing. Celery juice, we talked about juicing celery. Crispy cancer. We Last week I gave you all the different information about the different resource of information for people who are struggling with cancer or their loved ones struggling with cancer, the options of research or people that's out there that's making a difference with their lives and the lives of others by sharing their story and their prototype, their prototype of what they were doing, the diet that they follow to make some change or to overcome their battle with cancer or depression or illness. Because we don't have to invent the wheel, reinvent the wheel. Someone's already said, okay, I've tried this, 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 and this is how I did it, and it worked for me. You go to the doctor, he write out a prescription, he tells you to take this three times a day. You try it, it don't work, it's out another prescription. Food can be your medicine. So try using food as your medicine. And guess what? Just like Brenda Codd, the doctor, she came back in there. He was blown away that she was alive and she was healthy. She looked great. That he started sending patients to her to teach them how to prepare the healthy foods and the juicing that taking her away from stage four and stage three ovarian and cancer, um, breast cancer. It can be done. And we're here to share the story because many people. You know, we're busy working. We got kids, soccer games, football paint. We don't have time to research this stuff. So we're bringing this information so you and your family will have it in any time of emergency. Wait a minute. I remember hearing this on For Your Health show about Dr. Savy's The Use of Village. Let's go there. Or I remember Marsha talking about Joanne Buttwick, the Buttwick diet, or the Gerson protocol that's out in California, they're doing this and they're getting the message out because it's not about we are our brother's keeper, sharing and educating each other to be healthy. 
And that's what my business is about, yesterday's kitchen for today, putting the power of good health back into the hands of the people with the various different workshops I do. Because this, for your health, is a spinoff to the business on doing grain party, canning, the equipment, the water, educating you about the water, how all of this can be beneficial for us. So if you're interested in being a part of Yesterday's Kitchen for the Day, you can go on my website, leave me an email message. I will get that, or you can call at 770-732-6124. The website is www.yesterday's, with an S, kitchen, the number 4today.com. Send me a message, and I will get back with you. And if you're interested in hosting a party, a workshop with your church or organization, we do travel. We will be there yeah, to me and educating us about what we can do to take care of ourselves. And we bring it in, we're going to be bringing more guests on the show that's going to empower you, enrich you with the knowledge and the power and the tools for you and your family to be healthy. So, this is our mission and this is our goal for 2019 is to take it to another level and have us to be self-sufficient. So on that note, we're going to take another break. This is Marcia Thaddison on the D-Hour Network for your health. Thank you. 
that kind of fish are eaten. So, you know, there's different food according to the dietary law. And I was remember reading many years ago about a, um, a rabbi who was a professor at one university. I can't remember the university. And he wanted to put the test about the dietary law. So he tested the, the toxicity in each of those meats that says that was um, allowed by the Bible, our Heavenly Father, to say was eat, was able to eat and the ones that weren't able to eat. And the ones that was not allowed to eat by the dietary law of our Heavenly Father had a high level of toxin within the meat itself. And the ones that was allowed did not have toxin in the meat itself. So our creator giving us some dietary laws follow and to eat. If you bought a Lamborghini, there's no way you're going to put regular gas in there. And there's certain things that the manufacturer designed for that Lamborghini to take in to perform better. Our creator has given us a certain dietary law for us to follow and to eat to be able to have a function in mind, body, and soul. And if you go to Genesis 1.12, it tells us we need a seed to reproduce. In uh, Jeremiah 2.12, God said to Israel, yet I have given you seeds, seeds of the highest quality. How then have you turned before me into alien vines? So we're eating food that wasn't designed by the creator. Adam and Eve got kicked out of the garden because of what they ate. We're now getting kicked out of our mind and body and soul because of what we're eating. This food has a profound effect on our judgment. The frontal lobe of our brain is very sensitive to sugar, soda, coffee, alcohol, drugs. It affects our judgment, our fears, our anxiety, our stress level, our academic, our emotions. It's all in that part of the brain, and we need to be able to feed our brain so we can be a calm, civilized human being. And we need to clean our gut out, build that immune system so it can take care of us, which the creator has designed it to do. That's your engine. That immune system is the engine to help you to function and to run both in mind and body. So we want to encourage you to... um, Take time to go back to Deuteronomy 28, and um, you can look up Dr. Sabi again. Uh, The gentleman that I had, I played earlier, um, his name is Brother Ben Eck out of Dallas, Texas, and he went off to the community about uh, uh, teaching the next generation about hunting their own food, fishing, because we're leaving our kids defenseless. So I just want to remind you guys, Brother X, Brother Ben X in Dallas, so you can pull him up. Um, I found him on the Homestead Alliance um, Facebook page. And as again, I said you can check out my Facebook page, and that is uh, well, yesterday's Kitchen for Today, the number four, uh, four or F-O-R. And you can um, see all the different information, great information I have on my Facebook page to educate us, to inform us, to have us empowered to take care of ourselves and be um, aware. Now, again, if you have any questions or um, you would like to be able to reach me, you can reach me at 770-732-6124.
All right. Let me check here. Martina, do you want to say anything else, or are you kind of good for tonight? Do you want to share anything else with our listening audience before we um, come to the close of the show tonight? Uh, I'll say something if you want me to. Yeah, I got you on air now. Listen, do you want to share something oh, with the last minute? You didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just think that um, it's not that you got to just stop what you're doing and change your life over, like, you know, and throw all your food out the cabinet. Um, I don't think people should do that, but I think it should be a gradual process with, you know, trying to implement um, some healthier lifestyle choices because it is a lifestyle change. It's just not a diet. It's truly a lifestyle change. You have to truly condition yourself when you go into the store to, to, uh, you know, to buy the healthier products. And, I really recommend people taking the time to read the ingredients because you have canola oil, you have corn oil, you have, um, um, uh, what's the other oil, um, vegetable oil, and, and they're not good. So, if you, you know, so do your homework. You can kind of know what products to buy because, I mean, I still buy, I buy a lot of my groceries from um, Trader Joe's. You know, if I'm going to get something that's kind of processed or quick, like um, I will go to Trader Joe's because they have very minimum ingredients in a lot of their products that they sell. So, I, and at least I can read the package and enunciate the words um, uh, to some of the ingredients in the and um, the and uh, the and uh, the, the food. Sorry, I'm driving and I have um, kind of distracted here. But basically, I just think it's a it's going to be a lifestyle change. A lifestyle change. Changing your diet is a lifestyle change. It is not a diet. A diet is temporary. Following Dr. Savy or whoever else you're going to follow, depending on what you're going to do, if you're still going to incorporate meat, if you're going to be a pescatarian or a vegan or a vegetarian, I don't do dairy uh, because it doesn't work for me. Um, but, you know, whatever you decide to do, I just think that it should be a slow process. Do your homework to make sure that it works for you and your family because you want your kids to still eat. And, um, and then just slowly start introducing the the correct the correct way to uh, you know the juicing or you know the fruits and vegetables like my mom said. Um, just slowly starting slowly start excuse me to introduce those things to your family or even to yourself. So um, and then after a while your palate changes and you don't even have a desire for the other stuff because once you start getting the good stuff in yes. you, you don't even. You don't even desire that stuff. Like, you really think twice about it. Like, hmm, nah, nah, I really. And then when you taste it, it's like, oh, that wasn't even good. So, you, you so know yeah. So. Um, we remember, someone gave us a chocolate cake, and we had a German chocolate cake or something, some type of cake. And we had eaten some sweets and stuff in a while, and when we bit down into it, some stuff was so sweet now. It just tastes so good, and your body has missed when your body had not had that in it in a while, it's just so sweet. But, you know, I still bake. I still bake. I bake my pound cake. I love my pound cake, but I don't do white flour, white sugar, white rice. I do it all with natural sugar. I use the raw sugar. Um, I use the self grain or the kumet grain. I mill my grain to make my pound cake. And my pound cakes come out really good, and they come out high, you know, sitting high up. 
and it tastes um, just different color because it's brown, because I'm using brown flour, I mean grains. But it's actually good. And that's my mission. I'm putting a cookbook called uh, Healing, a book together called Healing in the Kitchen, little food that's used in our kitchen to heal our body and some recipes. And that would be one of the recipes is my pound cake recipes. And I know how we eat as a people. So I want to change the recipes to the natural way of doing it with the natural sugars, with the natural grains. And that way your digestive system, your palate will be able to take it and you enjoy it. So our ancestors ate a lot of this food years ago, but it was naturally done. And they grew their own food. They took care of their own meat. So we want to be able to bring that back. And that's the mission with yesterday's kitchen for today. So, I am wanting to educate the next generation. I would tell people I am the grandma of yesterday calling in the next generation because I care about what's going to happen to our kids because our kids are so sick and having so many health issues. What parent not want their kids to be healthy and outlive their children? So we got to feed them food that's going to feed their brain, make them healthy so they can't outlive their parents. That is the goal. So join me, be a part of this mission. And like Martina said, it's, a, it's one, pro, one step at a time. You don't have to go in there and throw out everything in the cupboard. One thing at a time. Start with the water. Start with um, eliminating the sugar or the carbs, whatever's easier for you and your family. And you'll see the difference slowly. I tell you, within a week or two, you will see a big difference. So you're on the D-Hour Network. We'll be right back. This is Marsha Patterson.
Award Network. I'm your host, Marcia Patterson, and it's today is the 17th of February, and I just want to thank you for being on board with me. Uh, again, the purpose of For Your Health Show is a spinoff of my business, Yesterday's Kitchen for Today, is to educate us, to empower us. My people perish for the lack of knowledge, and we want to pass this knowledge and information for you that benefits you, your family, your loved one, a friend, a co-worker. Because once you get this information, it's not just for you to keep it to yourself. We're to share. Putting the power of good health back into the hands of the people. With our workshops, we educate and do uh, training and classes um, so when you can learn how to can, ferment, save your own seeds. We're going to have more guests on for this year. I just want to thank Derek. This is one year. I've been on this show for one year. I was very nervous in the beginning, but uh, I love sharing. I'm a sharer. I love giving people information because I like learning new things that's beneficial to my health as well as the health of our, our children, our grandchildren. So we want our kids to be healthy in mind, body, and soul. And we want you to be healthy in mind, body, and soul. So 
Take time to share, post on your Facebook page or Instagram the information that you're learning from, from Blog Talk Radio. Share this information so other people can see what we're doing out here and let everybody know we come on every Sunday evening, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, p.m. We've got different shows arcading you about health, nutrition, and we're going to be doing some workshops again here in Atlanta area so you can be a part of that. So come on board, share let other people know we're out here and what we're doing to make sure we're all well in mind, body, and soul. So I just want to thank you guys for being a part of the show. Martina, I thank you, kiddo, for signing up tonight. Um, I'm going to thank you for coming oh, on board with your mom. Thank you, thank you, thank you. so oh, sweet. Yeah. That my baby so sweet. Yeah. I got a sweet child. Uh-huh. So she supports yeah. her mom. She supports her mom 100%. I'm, I'm, I'm on again? your squad, remember? I'm on your squad. Yeah. I'm part of your squad. <laughs> yes. Okay. Hashtag, I'm a blocker. I'm a blocker. Yep, yep. I'm a blocker. Yes. yes. All right. Are you driving safe? Are you near your destination yet? Okay. I'll wait till you get All off right. the radio. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay. Be safe. Bye-bye. All right, listening audience, I just want to thank you um, for being on board. Again, um, my website is www.yesterdayskitchenfortoday.com. You can also reach me at 770-732-6124. We got about five minutes left, and I just want to thank you for being aboard um, here. And I hope this information, give me some feedback, because I need to know if I'm giving you information that's empowering you, that's helpful, I just need to know. Um, I feel like I'm talking to the world, and I'm not. I'm trying to get better with my marketing skills, so that is a challenge. But you know what? I'm a mom and a grandma. I, I do my workshops, and um, I actually am an inventor, so I've been putting some invention stuff together. So I just want to help people and help people help each other. And that's in mind, body, and soul, and what we feed that mind, body, and soul. And we're going to bring that information that empowers us to be better as a community and as a people. So I want to say have a great week. Make it safe. And many people are off because of President's Day. So those who are off and don't have to go to work, sit back and enjoy, and have a blessed day. Thank you.